Welcome to the F3 American Yammer podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they've transitioned from sad clown to high impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of F3 American Yammer. I am your host, the shortest of all possible circuits. I think that's SOAC or SOAPACY. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on episode 37 of American Yammer, and today I am happy to have Sacked on the podcast. So, Sacked, welcome. Awesome, man. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, let's jump on, and, and I am glad you're here. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, let's jump right in. Name Arama, name age, F3 name. Michael Ambler, 54. Sacked, S A C K E D. Sacked. Sacked. Respect. Thank now, you. how long have you been a Greensboro PAX? Since February 7th, 2015. So, four, four and a half years. There you go. Okay, so you weren't a Redwood. I was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually, well, that goes back to October. So, I, I am listed as number 124 on our roster. Oh, wow. There you go. Hashtag 124. There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> but you have seen it, even still, not being a Redwood, you've seen it over the past four years. Mm-hmm. Four, and from, four and a half. Four and a half years. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Four yeah, and a half years. Yeah, let's year. get that. That's right. <laughs> let's that's, get there. Like, I'm six one and a quarter, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, the past four and a half years, then, you've seen it grow from just the just Natty's hump, roughly, mm-hmm. to what we have now. Absolutely. It grew... I guess when I started the the workouts that we had, we had one on Wednesday, which was Natty's Hump, and then we had one on Monday, which was the Grinder, which mm-hmm. I think you go to the Grinder sometimes, maybe Latham Grinder. I don't. Actually. Oh, you're Quaker Crater guy. I'm a right? Crater yeah, guy. See, yeah, I know where all you guys go. I keep track of. <laughs> um, and then um, Friday was Uptown Funk, mm-hmm. and then the only Saturday workout at the time, I think, if I'm saying this right, was Cornwallis Nightmare, where it all started, mm-hmm. and then. Um, we had Inside Voices on Saturday, and then I guess Slamming Sammy's is mm-hmm. the other one on Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. So early in. Yep. Just a few workouts. Wow. So yeah, it definitely sounds like it's mm. exploded since then, and especially with the addition of Wakanda now mm. and pushing into East Greensboro. That's going to be fantastic. Love that. Yeah. Love that. So speaking of posting, when and where, what's what's your typical week look like? Where do you usually go? Okay. So for me, and, and it, it started out, I was probably doing five or six. Now I'm probably three or four. And typical for me would be circle time on Monday, which is out at Chessie Ward, near where I live in Summerfield. Wednesday is Natty's Hump with Death Star sprinkled in occasionally. We just had a great VQ with Crockett there. Um, did he just do a VQ? He did. He did a great job. That's awesome. Super job. And then on uh, on Friday, I may, uh, I was doing Lunatic Fringe a lot, and I really like the Fringe. Um, if I post, I'll post there. And then Saturdays, my, my place is, is Cornwallis Nightmare. That's my jam on Saturdays. Gotcha. Okay. But I'll also queue at some of the other workouts if they ask me. If yeah. They need me. There you go. All right. Well, now guys know where to find you. Yeah. So if they want to do that, they can. Yep. And also, I like mixing it in some, like Wakanda, you mentioned that. What a great AO. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a great oh, they've place got to everything. Go. Been there a couple of times. Really love what's, that, what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. Excited about that. All right. Well, let's jump right in here to this. Let's talk life before F3. So mm-hmm. let's talk about your fitness 
before F3. So what did fitness look like for Sacked? Mm. You know, when you were when you were younger, were you more of a sports guy mm. kind of leading into that? Or mm. how did you get, uh, how, did, how, did, how would you have defined fitness yeah. before F3? Great. And, and it's probably similar to a lot of the guys. So I grew up, uh, sports was everything to me. Back in those days, uh, you could do three, even four sports sometimes in high school. Uh, and, and I loved it. That's, that's what I did. And so I got a lot of my fitness through that avenue. And then um, I went to college and uh, I went to Elon College to go fighting Christians, now the Phoenix. Um, I went to Elon and, and went there to play football and was, was only on the team for a year. I tell people I practiced for Elon. Um, but for one year and then um, through through different things, um, stopped playing after my freshman year and then became and actually became a student, joined a fraternity and, and uh, had a great uh, continuation of my four years at Elon. But so fitness for me growing up was all about sports and, and playing sports, football, basketball, baseball, tennis, mm-hmm. um, enjoyed all of those. And then college was more, more refined to football. And then after that was just trying to you know, get as cut as I could or, or in shape type gym shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then prior to um, F3 was the the gym guy, the sad clown guy with the fern and, you know, just, just groundhog day. Go to the gym, do the same thing. You don't really talk to anybody. People that do talk to you, you really don't want to talk to them anyway. <laughs> so so you, that was my life and pretty similar to what I've, I'm sure a lot of guys would say. Um, yeah, so that was my prior to F3 fitness. Gotcha. Okay. So a lot of sports mm-hmm. drops off in college. You don't try and retain the sports avenue, mm-hmm. but you still become the, uh, what, what did three for one say? The gym rat. Yeah, I was a gym rat for sure. Just trying to stay, you know, cut and in shape and, and that kind of shape, which is totally different than what we, no, yeah. we do. Yeah. No cardio at all. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs cardio That's when right. you can just get swole? That's bro. right. That's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> all right. So that tells us a little bit about the fitness background. Mm-hmm. What about fellowship? So what was the mm-hmm. nature of your relationships? How would you have defined that? Or what did that look like for you? Um, for me, uh, I've always been a social guy. I like, you know, I like people. I like, and I really like the guys, like, you know, uh, hanging with the guys, whether it's through sports or, you know, um, talking junk or whatever. But my relationships were very su- surface oriented. Uh, and you don't realize that when you're in it. Yep. And it's very clear now uh, to me. But at the time, you know, I thought that's what friendships were. And, and then we'll talk about it probably, I'm sure, a little later, but uh, then you realize how unfulfilling uh, and how really shallow those relationships are. Now I have four or five guys from college, and, the, and their wives were lifelong friends, their fraternity brothers, their wives. And we get together a couple times a year, and um, those relationships we've maintained. But mm-hmm. even still, uh, they are different types of friendships than I have with guys like you and the guys within F three that I met. So mm-hmm. that was my. My friendship, uh, work work colleagues, you know, you, you can just mm. read them all through Free to Lead. The, each one I could check off all those boxes. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. The circumstantial friends. Yeah, circumstantial right. friends for sure. Gotcha. 
I love your quote there too. You don't you don't realize when you're in it, mm-hmm. and I would say absolutely. Most of the time, growing up, you you think, man, these guys are are my friends. Mm-hmm. We we would be together forever or mm-hmm. through anything, mm-hmm. through thick and thin. Um, but well, it's not until those difficult circumstances mm-hmm. come out that really shows. Yeah, or even more so, um, the 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 quality of those friendships at that time. You know, you you start to think that is how you're supposed to be. Mm. Uh, which are which are not great friendships. That's true. Necessarily. So yeah, for yeah. sure. All right. So you've got some, some lifelong friends, a few of them, mm-hmm. but on the whole, mostly circumstantial friendships. Yep, for sure. Got lots of sports in the background that dips through college. Mm-hmm. Pick it back up, staying in hashtag gym shape. Yeah. So that tells us about the fitness and the fellowship piece. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the third F piece, the mm-hmm. faith piece. Okay. So what did faith look like for you, mm-hmm. growing up and Really, that's all inclusive, right? Mm-hmm. Impact in the community, uh, thoughts on something greater than mm-hmm. yourself, or personal faith. What did what did those things look mm-hmm. like, or how would you have described those? Mm-hmm. The most, uh, to me, the most important part. So, uh, my dad is a retired Episcopal priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom is a lady of great faith, um, and we so we were raised in in the church, if you will. Uh, sat in the front pew for 18 years and starting in year 19 till year 54 we sit in the back right quadrant because <laughs> <laughs> i don't have to but it so so church was there for me and and i believe and um have always believed in uh in christ and salvation and, and all those things but really i would classify myself as a as a convenient Christian, okay, and, and or or maybe even a Lone Ranger Christian, meaning that uh, when I was in need, I would uh, step it up a bit and and start my conversations with with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I wasn't, I was driving my ship, man. I could handle it, and mm-hmm. you know, I had the steering wheel, and and you know the the, the story. It's just. Um, so that was my life. Faith was faith was there. Church was there, uh, but I was not um, dialed in. Gotcha. For sure. Okay. So you had this background of of faith, mm-hmm. um, and specifically through your time growing up in church. Mm-hmm. But as you as you pointed out, it's the convenient Christian, right? Mm-hmm. The guy who's like, oh, I'm good right now, and then right. as soon as the iceberg looms ahead, oh, I need help. Right. Right. <laughs> Okay. Or the guy that says, "Yeah, I go to church." Nah. Or the guy that says, "Yeah, my dad's a priest." Ah, there you, know, you go. But that—that's the—that's the window dressing. Right. right. The, it's a name only. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So that tells us about life for sacked before F three, mm-hmm. right? So you've got multi sports in the background, uh, dips through college, staying in gym shape. You got the the few few close friendships mm-hmm. right there, but mm-hmm. not a whole lot. Mostly circumstantial. Mm-hmm. And then you have this base of faith mm. but no, it sounds like not really doing anything with mm-hmm. it more than anything just kind of existing along with it mm-hmm. right all right so that tells us what life was like before let's talk now about that first workout so who's the culprit who eh'd you so you'll you'll uh, you'll appreciate this if it's uh, explosion we're, yeah we're no, gonna have I've him on, the, we're gonna have him on yeah, the show he's done a great job man. <laughs> and he's a great guy too yeah. But um, no, so for me, I did have some friends. I probably, what do we have now? 
1,200 people on our roster or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. And, and four and a half years ago, I think I knew a half dozen, six, mm. six or seven. And so uh, Wicked and Yeti there you go. Uh, were friends of mine through our wives. We had a little dinner group uh, prior to F3. And they started a month, I think, or two before me. And, and you know, whenever I saw them, they just would not leave me alone. And they were, you know, <laughs> they, they were like, you got to come. You'd love it. Yeah, I'm good. You know, I'm in yeah. the gym, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing at the gym. And yeah. I'm good. Appreciate it. But you guys knock yourself out. And, and if you know Yeti, or you know, wicked. They don't. They don't let up. Yeah, I was gonna I mean, say it's like a dog on you that just will not release itself. <laughs> and, and it became a, a almost a joke of mine to say, okay, now which are they going to be at this Christmas party? Because you know I'm going to make sure we got something else we got to do. We yeah. can't make it to the party. But but great, they are good friends of mine. They have been friends of mine before, and, and we've become even closer friends now. So uh, I would give them both the credit, Yeti. Uh, lived a couple houses away from me, mm-hmm. and literally it got to the point where he would pull in my driveway at 510 and just keep texting or blinking his lights. Or And so one morning, you know, I got in the car with him, and the rest is history. But There you go. So I give those two guys the, the, the credit or, or um, yeah, for getting me out there. There you go. Well, yeah, gosh, with as much badgering. And I know Wicked can be... He can be intense. You think? <laughs> <laughs> I would not want him to be the guy who EH'd me because I'm sure there, I'm sure there'd be yeah. a story. Oh, he, he's acting like. But it, have you? I don't know if you've gotten to know Yeti yet or not. But he's he. These are two wonderful men. But um, he, they're the same. Mm-hmm. He he will in his own way. You know, he'll just get on you and get on you, and <laughs> and he's not gonna let you get away. And I'm so happy they did. Yeah. You know, I'm really thankful that. Gotcha. Now, now, what was that first workout that you went to? So February 7th uh-huh. in 2015 was Natty's Hunt. Okay. And, and it was funny because he, he's out there in my driveway and and, uh, and he says, I get in the car, he said, by the way, I'm going to introduce you a guy I got to come last week and we're going to go by his house. He lived right down the street and that's Matlock. So that was the first time I met <laughs> Tony Donato. Mm-hmm. And so we, Tony, he, Matlock gets in the car. I'm in the car. Like we're not driving ourselves to these workouts, right? He's got, a, he's picking us up, yeah. holding us hostage. And we both have this look on our face, you know, like, you know, what the hell are we doing? You know, we're going to be, but that was a neat, neat part of the story too. So yeah. obviously Matlock is, is uh, so such a tremendous um, person for F3 Nabble, no question. Yeah. Now, was that his first time or had he come the he, week before? I think he came the week before me. Okay. He had posted one time or two times before me. Gotcha. So he's got like a week or two. He's got seniority. seniority. Yep. 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 He can claim that. Now, who queued that workout? So that workout was, was I was trying to remember, there was a guy named Starfish from Winston-Salem. You may have heard that name yeah. before. Mm-hmm. So he was one of the guys. Dixon something? I'm not Dixon sure something. about it. He's out in Austin name. now, right? I don't know. He might be. I think so. But he, he was one of the guys who helped plant... Uh, um, Greensboro, and I think he was contact to Wojo's, but he and or Wojo were 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 part of that. So um, those were the two that I would call out for that one. Gotcha. Okay. What do you remember from that workout as being? <laughs> I'll memorable? tell you the thing I really remember. A couple of things. One, it was like 17 degrees and sleeting, and I thought this sucks. I'm never coming back. You know, these guys are crazier than hell, and, and I'm just not enjoying this. But then we we get out and they take off and they mosey to the parking lot. Not a long one. Mm-hmm. First thing is sun gods. And I'm like, you know, what is this? This is so easy. Yeah. And and we get to about sun god number 13. And my 
arm sockets are hurting. And I'm like, what is, what's up with this? You know, what's going on? It's just an arm sockets. Surely he's going to stop, you know? Yeah. So he goes to 20 and then we're going to reverse. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll start to get it. And then we just did, I went into mountain climbers or something. And, and it was really interesting to me, very interesting now how, how challenging some of those um, exercises were that were not part of just the bicep curl, tricep, mm. bench press, squat, you know, those things. Yep. So I remember that very clearly. And then I remember Namorama very clearly. <laughs> it was hilarious. I was like, I was laughing at the other guys. It was my turn. I wasn't laughing anymore. Yeah, yeah. So just speaking of, why, why yeah. SACT? How did that come about? So SACT um, came up because somebody there knew, it was probably Yeti, uh, threw it out there, but that I was a small college quarterback at Elon or, or it had an experience, at least a year's experience. And so they started going after that. It was like kicker. You know, kicker would be a terrible thing to call somebody. <laughs> Punter, uh, other names. And then Sacked came out and they jumped on it and that was it. Just like that. Gotcha. And they loved it. Everybody was laughing, so it was good. Gotcha. Okay. So that comes from the, the sports background. And specifically, yeah. you're talking a quarterback. about your time. So I played quarterback. Yeah. And so quarterbacks get sacked. And that's how it went. And it was very appropriate. I got sacked a lot. So I was, <laughs> <laughs> was that why you only did one year? Yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> a little slow. There you go. Awesome. Well, definitely. Thanks for sharing yeah. that story with us. Sure. I, I love hearing guys the first time they come out. I do have to ask, did you splash Merlot? Did not. Okay. Great question. No, no, no. I, I think if I did, it would have frozen before it hit the ground. It was so cold. That. <laughs> well, it's interesting, too. Uh, being a guy myself who came out in the colder months, mm -hmm. it's always peculiar because in the colder months when there are fewer guys, mm -hmm. when things start to warm up, mm -hmm. it feels like a party. Isn't it interesting? Like, oh, yeah. I love the cold. I mean, I love them all. Mm -hmm. But it, it's who was it? Crawl space or somebody said, you know, it was. It's a quote that's been said a million times. First time I heard it was, "It's not the weather; it's your gear," and that is so true. Mm -hmm. You know, finally I've gotten it, gotten it down to a sense. But you know, for me, it's just being out there with the guys. I don't care how cold it is or mm -hmm. it's wet, rainy. Uh, I, I like that. Yeah, there you go. All right, so we know what life was like before F three. Talked about that first workout. Lots mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. Lots of joy there, mm -hmm. lots of memories there. Mm -hmm. Let's talk now life since F3. Mm -hmm. So you'd mentioned before that you were really focused kind of on, on gym shape. And specifically, you'd brought up that all of the workouts that you were doing at that first workout were not things like arm curls, no, right? Or totally sh not. shoulder presses, you know, <laughs> things like that. So it definitely implies a sense of mm -hmm. overall or... Um, rounded sense mm -hmm. of fitness rather than strictly just a an isolated mm -hmm. movement but having said that how has your fitness been how would you compare it now compared to where you were at before it's a it's a good question so for me especially that first year in f3 it was an amazing tr uh transformation to me mm -hmm. um, and, and even people who knew me could see it um so I probably came in a little bit overweight, probably more muscle mass because I'm a skinny guy anyway, but I, I was lifting and and probably weighed around 188, mm -hmm. 190, which is a lot of weight for me. Uh, the biggest I ever got in football was like 199, which was too too much to carry on this, this brain. But sure. So um, probably within a matter of four months, you know, the weight, the, 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 the muscle was different. The weight was leaner muscle, the weight was coming off and I dropped, for me, dropped about eight or nine pounds, which is, which is a lot, uh, but it was very healthy. Mm -hmm. And, and 
all of a sudden, you know, you can bang out a bunch of push-ups, which I, even that first workout, I couldn't do. Mm. If I'm honest with everyone, I couldn't do 20 good push-ups. Mm. And now we can do them, you know, we can do them in our sleep. Yeah. Um, so that really was totally different. The, the I never, hardly, hardly ever stepped foot. Now I'm starting to do a little bit of gym work again and try to just work on the weight side, but um, didn't step foot in a gym for three years. Mm. Um, and just totally fed my soul from the from that side of it. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. big transformation. It's interesting, too, that <clears throat> and you brought it up, and since we were talking about it before, mm-hmm. kind of how it changes, if nothing else, the perspective on fitness mm-hmm. and what fitness should look like. Mm-hmm. There's so many of these stereo, stereotypes regarding what men's body should look like, mm-hmm. right? And we mm-hmm. consider the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger or the right. totally ripped, shredded bro. Right. And... Uh, it, when when in reality it's, it's much more scaled oh, back, man. right? And it's really the emphasis on health um, and longevity right. rather than rather than strictly image. Excellent point. And I, I think you had Bones on here one time, but he he said it. And Bones is such a great guy. Mm-hmm. He yeah. knows he knows talking about knowing the the muscle and, and skeletal structure. But I'll say it wrong. But he says something about it's about building uh, a building your body to last. Mm-hmm. You know, a lasting type of fitness, not a up and down injuries all the time, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he uh, I think he worded it much, much more um, eloquently <laughs> than that. But that's what it means. You know, it's, it's like a, a different type of workout. So, yeah, that part of it I loved. Um, and and it, it just, um, yeah, everything about it was a nice transition for me from being in a gym. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so. So that tells us a little bit about how the, the fitness has been changed. Mm-hmm. The the one key piece, and we talked about before mm-hmm. the podcast started, um, this is this is the big one, mm-hmm. fellowship piece. Mm-hmm. So how has the fellowship been impacted? I since mean, that just three? just mind boggling. It's uh, I am so grateful for um, as most guy, most of the guys you probably had on, and I'm sure you are as well for for F three and that fellowship part. It's um, it's so the, the the environment that we have and the environment that's set up with F three allows you to quickly, if you want to, um, meet a lot of guys and some pretty cool guys, and to be in an environment where those um, developing friendships, uh, it's like pouring water on new seed. You know, it just germinates and grows. It's just been fantastic. Um, they're healthy healthy relationships, uh, encouraging relationships, um, going through challenges together. It's just been uh, fantastic. And and there's, you know, all the stuff we do, whether it's uh, even being at a service project, which sits on the third F. There's so much fellowship going on out there. You know that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the workouts. The, the workouts are, the, the fitness part is, is good, mm-hmm. uh, but... The fellowship within a workout is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm addicted to mumble chatter. I love it. <laughs> I mean, the more, the better. Now, you know, we we sometimes get a little bit, and uh, we got to watch how we how we uh, who the receivers are of the mumble chatter and yes. make sure it's it's taken in good light and all mm. that good stuff. But yeah, so there's so much fellowship just being at a workout, mm. um, and then the after after stuff we do, uh, which you're involved with some of that and. Yeah, that's that's for me uh, 
has been wonderful. Gotcha. How would you, how would you contrast that with you know previously you were talking about mostly circumstantial friendships, mm-hmm. and I don't doubt that probably still have some of those here and there just mm-hmm. through work and various things. But how would you contrast that with most of the the fellowship or the relationships that you have now within F three? Yeah, it's a very good question. And what I would say is that uh, there's a genuine care, concern, compassion, uh, or levels of those that permeate throughout our packs here in, in, in Greensboro, and I'm sure other packs as well, that just is, is, is totally new or different for me versus those earlier surface rela- friendships. Mm-hmm. And, and the environment has a lot to do with that, right? We, we all, the feeling is, at least my feeling is, we're all wanting to pull up alongside each other uh, at different times and at different speeds. Um, and we're open to other guys pulling up, up alongside us in this journey. And so um, the depth, uh, you, you know, it could just keep going on and on and on, but it's just so positive, productive, uh, loving, caring, uh, all those words, adjectives you want to use. And that's, it's, it shouldn't be, but to me, it's very unusual mm. in society and was definitely unusual for me in my life. And again, I didn't realize it at all until you know you you really start to get into it and now four and a half years in and I'm every single day is an opportunity for me to grow and learn from guys like you and other guys in the packs and and even just sitting down and listening to one of your interviews on on Yammer mm-hmm. you know you you can grow and, and pull up alongside folks so that's a long answer to your question sorry no that's great that's great yeah thanks for sharing that mm-hmm. I know it definitely it's it's very much, um, you made a good point. It's different, and it's something that you wouldn't think would work, right? If you're mm-hmm. outside of F3, you think, oh, these guys are just too close. Mm-hmm. Or it'll, it'll never really work yeah. until you're in it. And you realize, wow, the opposite side of having those shallow friendships, that's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're dudes. We're warriors, right? <laughs> we're not going to talk about love and compassion with your fellow man. It's just <laughs> not, some, it's not something I never would have mm-hmm. done before. Yeah. And, and had somebody talked to me like that, you know, I'd have been, oh, man, gosh, dude, you know, that's, we're not. Getting a little yeah, weird here. Yeah, right? let's go. I got to go. I'm out of here. <laughs> Couldn't get out of there quick enough. God bless you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> awesome. All right, so we've talked about how your fitness has changed, mm-hmm. specifically how your fellowship has been mm-hmm. impacted by F3. To round it out now, let's talk about the third F piece, mm. which is the faith piece. So okay. how has your faith been impacted? So you were talking previously about how you you had this, this baseline of faith just from the background of your dad being a retired mm-hmm. Episcopal priest mm-hmm. and growing up in church. Mm-hmm. Um, but you mentioned, too, that you weren't really doing anything with it. Yeah. You're kind of just existing mm-hmm. alongside of it. How has F3 either changed or impacted that for you? What, what I would say is it's important in a man or anyone's life um, who you come in contact with in terms, in my opinion, in terms or maybe circumstances, but I think, or at least it's been that way for me, um, people who, who I, I'd say, let's just say we have shepherds in our group. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was fortunate enough when I first I started get, getting into F3 to to really start to pull in beside some of those shepherds. And I could name them off, and you could too, you know. Um, Bird's Nest, mm-hmm. uh, Sir Purr, 
Um, we've got so many guys. J-Love was one of the first ones for me. You know, J-Love's another guy, by the way, if he gets on you, you know, in his own little subtle way, hey, man, you know, what you doing? What you doing? If you're not doing anything tomorrow morning, come on by Panera. You know, we're starting this discussion group. Yeah. I mean, if you're busy, it's okay. But And you know, you, you're either going to go, he's not going to stop asking. <laughs> but but all of a sudden, and you, I mean, I could go on and name them. Like, um, even now you got the Wickeds, the Hush Puppies, um, Ketchups, the Briskets, all these guys doing the Friday Bible study. Uh, and he, some of the other shepherds we have, uh, I call them shepherds, is, you know, you got Bulldog and Cornhole doing their um, their work too with their discussion groups. But all of a sudden, we have these guys who are uh, in a really great way for me, not heavy handing, you know, not throwing the Bible at you and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Hey, man, you know, nice to meet you. Uh, if you'd like to pull in beside us, we're doing some things. We're going to do, like Bird's Nest did, a, early on he did a, um, he covered, I think, the Gospel of John. It took us about six months to cover that. I've never <laughs> seen anyone do that before in my life. Mm-hmm. But now you have guys who are talking very openly about uh, their faith and about, um, you know, how we can um, deepen friendships and strengthen friendships where they're uh, it's through just getting around and, and doing Bible study or having discussions like, you know, the Wednesday Panera group mm-hmm. that, we, that we do, which has been probably the most impactful thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, hanging with you guys for four plus years. J-Love started that, but that was the very <laughs> first one. I don't know if you know that or not, but not. it started at Panera mm-hmm. and he, he did it. And this was all part of the plan, like with F3, you know, you got the third S and you got discussions after the workout. This is where the fellowship and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he, he took that task on and he was he's one of our Redwoods, of mm-hmm. course. And, um, and man, that's the first time in my life I've sat down and, and I remember I joked with him early on. He said, you know, we're gonna, the next book we're going to do is called The Five Love Languages. And I'm looking around at guys and I'm thinking, oh, this is awkward. You know, who's <laughs> talk about? And then we don't have our wives involved. And, and man, we start talking about, you know, uh, if, you, if you've ever done the, or read through The Five Love mm-hmm. Languages, you know, what hit me right off the bat was I'm just a selfish dude. Hmm. And and because the whole time I'm thinking, yeah, I'm gonna cover this. My wife's gonna be great. She's gonna treat me great, and it's gonna be great. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you realize, you know, this goes both ah, ways. Zach. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I, and I always joke also that one of the, one of the things I heard Bird's Nest say one time is, you know, there's nothing greater than to be in complete service to your to your spouse, to your wife. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh man, where are you going with this stuff? You mean I gotta? <laughs> I've actually gotta try that. <laughs> And, and, and the points, you know, just those little nuggets, I call them, yeah. coming out. So long, long answer again, but um, my statement would be that this group here in Greensboro and our shepherds in Greensboro and then all, all of you guys that I can commune with, whether it's just hanging out and having a beer or, or chewing up uh, some scripture or has made it um, very comfortable and it's like the faucet is on. The faucet turned on for me. Mm-hmm. And that convenient Christian who only kind of came to the plate when things were really bad and I really needed the big guy to come and help me out a little bit um, is, is uh, and I'm, I'm eternally grateful, forever mm-hmm. thankful for that. Um, and I think the other beauty of it is, is we don't, and it wasn't on me, we don't, we don't hammer it. You know, we don't push it on people. And we do respect 
wherever you are in your faith journey, uh, from zero to you know hundred, mm-hmm. everyone's welcome. And if there's something about the way that I lead my life or someone else's that is interests someone, come on in. Come alongside and we'll walk together because I'm constantly looking to pull alongside guys. There you go. And that's the Wednesday morning Panera group for me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. Awesome. Well, Zach, thank you very much for, yeah. for sharing that with us. It's, I mean, it's, it's really encouraging to hear guys' hearts regarding how uh, – you know, the faith piece has been shaped. And it sounds like for you, it ties back again with that fellowship aspect, right? 100%. Um, just being able to connect with guys and then walk alongside guys on this faith journey mm-hmm. with a recognition of um, that you're not excluding guys to the extent of, hey, this is a closed Bible study. You're not, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be this type of Christian to be here, whatever that may mean. Yep. But really finding guys to, to come alongside and walk with them through that faith journey. Excellent. Well, you put it. Perfectly, and that's I think we're also let's say like our Wednesday Panera group. I think Cornholes group, Bulldogs group, all these coffees that we have afterwards during the week. Those are I think the opportunities for us to maybe they're just secular conversations. You know what? Let's talk about you know courage. Um, tomorrow's discussion point is um, uh, self-imposed limitations. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to take a scripture. I usually like to close maybe if we can find some scripture to draw from or not. But we want guys, we want men to to not only come and listen, participate, but also uh, enhance us, mm-hmm. influence us um, with their thoughts, where they are. And, and yeah, so it's a very good point. And, and we also have to be, as a group, we have to be very aware of it and and make sure that we're watching and looking and making sure we're not pushing someone away with our actions that we're always welcoming. And, and then that's where the real, um, that's where the real magic starts. Yeah. You know, when guys, guys feel comfortable pulling right on in beside. Yep. I love it. Absolutely. All right. So before we close out, do you have any closing thoughts for the packs that you'd like to share? Well, uh, first thing is, is, I want to thank you. Nope. I'm sure everybody does. You're humble. You don't want to hear that. This is not your time to be thanked or pointed out. But the, the, these are great. I love listening. I don't know if mine's going to be uh, of any good to anybody, but I appreciate what you do. And by the way, folks may not know this is 630 at night and you're leaving your family. <laughs> Easy for me. I'm an empty nester. But I, I appreciate Really, we all do appreciate what you do. So um, the other thing I want to say is, is a couple, can I give a couple shout outs? Of course. The Redwoods. These yeah. guys, these guys that started us, um, and, and they're not all back, but if you take uh, Daphne, Amphibious, Heisenberg, J-Love, Stinky Cheese, Wojo, and then there's some other guys that followed right after that, the Bodettes, the Full Houses. Full House, I don't know if you know, he's he's in Burlington. Mm-hmm. And then the Gunnies and, and all these guys, I can keep naming them, Quick and Nancy, Linda, all these guys that started this thing. And I was so impressed by the the discipline, the the way we ran the workouts, the they just did it, in my mind, perfectly to where it was intended to be passed along from Charlotte. So shout out to those guys and, and Wojo, who was the first Nantan, and then Daphne and now Tommy Boy. These, I mean, th- these men are just tremendous in my mind. And uh, and we are all, and I'm sure um, I can speak for everyone, just grateful for what they've done for us. But fumble, you know, you just keep going on, all these early guys mm-hmm. who jumped in and started just kicking our you-know-whats. <laughs> but... They did it the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I appreciate that. So for me, um, the the thoughts and, it, and the other shout out, 
I mean, I could go on and on and on, but the, the guys who have meant so much to me, like J-Love and Scooby on, on the Wednesday discussion group and the encouragement they've given, and they fill in sometimes, a lot of guys fill in, but that's a really great group. Uh, and I'm sure uh, Cornhole says the same and, and, and Bulldog, and maybe there's some other ones out there too, the, the Tuesday morning groups, the, the Friday Bible studies, but um, I appreciate those guys uh, that come to that on Wednesdays and they've meant the world to me in, in, my, in my growth. So the final thoughts, uh, if I could give any, is, is one thing I think about all the time about me prior to F3 and, and me now. And that is that, that I was that dude out there that had that real fancy window dressing. It's like, you know, you pull you pull your shutter down or pull, and it's real fancy. I've dressed it up mm-hmm. because I want you to see how great my life is, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that window dressing is 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 nice and, and this is what I want you to think, but but if that window shade ever got pulled up and I was exposed as a fraud, mm-hmm. you know, not that outstanding human being and you know with this great <laughs> career and this great job and this great everything um, and that's a whole nother story but uh, what I would tell guys is is the sooner that you can and this is what F3 allows us to do uh, and and guys who haven't even come to our F come into F3 yet is is as soon as you can pull the trigger let the window shade go up forget about all the dressing and be you be vulnerable, be, be exposed. Uh, and that, to me, is where the personal and spiritual growth really has the opportunity to, to take off. And it's being honest with yourself. And, and I'm not preaching to anybody because when I see these things, I'm talking to myself all, every day. <laughs> every day is an opportunity to be uh, a better me. Um, and that's the thing I would say. That, that, that's how I would say for me before and me now is there's no shade, there's no window dressing. I'm, I'm in my greatest imperfection right here in front of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's allowed me to maybe be a little bit uh, of a better uh, person and, and definitely a better um, a better walk in my faith life with the Father. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and each day I'm just so excited to get back after it and, and get better again with, with you guys. That's great. Yeah, definitely a good call. A good call to action for other guys as well. Um, continuing to push to be to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. and the sooner the better. Mm-hmm. Those are words you know I just not comfortable using four years ago. Vulnerable? What are you talking about, man? I'm, bulletproof. <laughs> I'm not vulnerable. I'm bulletproof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's the case. So that's that's my final thoughts. I leave on that. That's great. Well, Sack, if guys want to get in touch with you, what's the best method for them to do that? I'll do a couple things. So I think uh, my Twitter is at MJAmbler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then email is mambler, A-M-B-L-E-R, at triad.rr.com. And I am all, always available. Reach out to me um, for any reason at all. Well, Sack, thanks very much again for being on the podcast tonight. Thank you, man. All right, guys. Well, with that, that closes out episode 37. Thanks again for listening. Stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp and we'll see you in the gloom.